The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. And where were you June 6th, 76 years ago? Well, of course, yours truly wasn't around yet. But certainly, it's a day of remembrance. And I'm sure if any of those who were alive at the time, we'll never forget it. of the Allied Expeditionary Force. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, Of course, it was codenamed Operation Overlord. It was very, you know, again, they only carry, they only had to plan it. They only had about a year of that to plan. Um, and you know, it was one of the biggest you know, forces ever put together for a, for an invasion. Um, 156,000 Americans, British, and Canadian forces. Of course, there was the five beaches. Of course, the two big ones everyone remembers is Utah and Omaha. But then there was Gold, Juno, and Sword as well. And, you know, again, I don't know, your memory is probably more of Private Ryan, right? Or that oh, famous yeah, scene. But, there, of course, there's been a scene. So, again, you know, I, I just think we have to get a little perspective that... We think we've got problems today, and certainly we do, but I'm not sure, sure it was the problems we had in June 6, 1944. So, again, Carrie, get well, us started. And thanks for remembering that. You know, I found an article, buried that so many people forgetting about D-Day during everything else going on. So, nice to bring it to the forefront and the sacrifice that those people made. Um, yeah, that movie, Private Saving Private, was powerful, like... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was it's... it was a well done movie. Well, good morning everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 14:20 a.m. between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational talk program to help people who are working or people who are already in retirement talking about issues that can impact your financial life and what you can do and how news and law changes and all these different things can impact you and understand that there are many choices you can make. You don't always have to just let the cards fall where they may. You can actually be proactive and get a better result um, to and take control of your own financial life. And certainly many people want to know how they're impacted by these changes. And maybe you think you're going to be okay but maybe you want to be better or maybe you want to hedge your bet and stack the odds in your favor. Maybe you want to have a plan um, that's um, going to give you the best result possible and the most net spendable benefit. And also look at how do you create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible. And certainly we've been talking about the last few weeks, the opportunities that exist, especially with the passage of the new CARES Act. We had the SECURE Act earlier in the year, but the passage of the new CARES Act opened up many people for opportunities, especially if you're t you were taking minimum required distribution. There are Roth planning. There are lots of opportunities for people. And even more so, if you're in the camp that thinks tax rates are going to go up in the future, um, this program is sponsored by the estate planning team, and we are a fee-based fiduciary 
planner. What we do is build custom financial plans. Um, that's what we do. Um, we're not investment advisors. Our clients either already have an investment advisor in place, which we work closely with. And right now we're looking at how much risk really people should be taking on um, in order to be okay. And are you taking on more risk? Um, and also the tax efficiency piece. And we've been around again, more than 35 years. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We're also super super service award winners on Angie's List multiple years. We do offer a free consultation either by phone or in person whatever you're more comfortable with to see if and how we may be able to help. And like our plans are customized or is our fee. We have hourly options and we have worked hard to make our fees more affordable and accessible. So we have hourly planning for people who maybe want a little bit of help or we have comprehensive planning where we help people through the analysis, recommendations and step-by-step through implementation. So there are options. We only recommend our services if you can benefit. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. Carrie, and you mentioned that, you know, we're not investment advisors. We don't manage clients' assets. But you said, you know, a lot of people come to us because they do their own. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who who love the market. I, frank, quite frankly, the market, as you know, Carrie, bores right. the tears out of me. Right. I mean, I, I'm not interested in the stock market. I know that you know, maybe sounds strange mm-hmm. for a financial planner, but I, I don't know. It, I, I I just it doesn't it doesn't ha- hold my interest <laughs> as much as that. I want to be looking at stocks, you know, eight hours a day. Right. Um, or, you know, but, you know, I understand that, you know, the wealth effect of it. Sure. But so, again, a lot of clients who, you know, maybe are very comfortable doing their own investment management, so to speak, or working with no load mutual funds or working if they're, you know, there's they have to work within a 401k. So they it's, it's really they're kind of on their own in that retrospect. So they've learned how to do that. But they still, you know, are not comfortable, you know, mod- modeling out a financial plan, especially if you've never done it before. You got to be more of an Excel geek right? Right. Or, or one of the or using one of the canned software. But, you know, again, if you're not using that every day, it's it's like a language. Right. I mean, if you don't use it every day, you kind of lose it. So that's a that's a where maybe we're a little bit different, but you know that's what again as you mentioned, um, it, it's the coordination of advisors. You know, you know whether you talk about the uh, attorney, Carrie, right, who, mm-hmm. who prepares your legal documents, or the uh, tax preparer, you, you know, who may be preparing your tax return, or your investment advisor, or your insurance agent, or you know, or what we call ourselves a traditional financial planner. The key is, are they talking to one another? You know, are they ever getting into a roundtable discussion? Are your are, are are you are your independent advisors brainstorming on coming up with solutions to the problem that you're facing? And that's could be very important at these times right now. Now, um, Carrie, we, we you know it was kind of some great news. You know, with with the mm-hmm. job. I mean, wow, we the needed job market, good news. Don't wow, we? It, it, it skyrocketed like that Falcon Nine you mm-hmm. know, last weekend, right? Remember that we needed that good news first, right? If that thing would have failed, right. you know, that's a last thing we needed um did you see that dragon capsule go up here did you watch that oh, that was just no oh see i see so you you don't remember the apollo days no i, I mean, mean obviously i know of but it i mean you, how books. the excitement and how, how right. we all would just gather around to watch those apollo lifting then then we had to see the disasters you know with the, the i remember that one um you know and you know uh, and what's the other one the columbia was it the other one or i we, think so. um, maybe but the uh, but, you know, so it was like we're sitting on the edge of our seat saying this has got to work. Um, we have got to, you know, we, we can't see another failure, um, especially with everything else going on in this country. So, you know, we had a, you know, it was interesting because the um, the jobless claims did not give hint to what a great jobs report we were going to get on Friday. Right. Right. So the jobless mm-hmm. games now it, it came in at one point. This is early in the week. They came right. in at one point eight million. OK. OK. Um, um, but that was the first time it was under two million in like ten weeks, right? But still, the eleven week cumulative is about forty two million right. Americans out of work. You know that is staggering. Um, and uh, here in Ohio, um, the weekless uh, jobless claims came in at about the weekless the weeks jobless claims came in at thirty five thousand. Eleven week total about one point three million. Ohio has already distributed three and a half 
billion in unemployment benefits, going out to about six hundred sixty-eight thousand claimants. But but what? So the the powers, the, the the smart people were all predicting dire jobs report, right? right. You know where they were saying it's is going to be anywhere on the low side of a you know seven hundred thousand. Uh, jobs lost to the high side. Mm-hmm. Some were projecting eight million job losses. Okay, um, and then it came in at two and a half million ads. See, um, we needed good news. By far the biggest one month jobs gain in, in history. Um, it, you know, so so that was certainly good news with the unemployment rate. Some were predicting that you know skyrocket to you know nineteen, perhaps tw- the twenty percent number was being thrown around. That would have been the worst since the Great Depression. Um, and he, President Trump's like you, Carrie. He doesn't want to use the D word. No, you hear him I, in his, I, I, his rose I don't garden? think we, yeah. No, no, he won't do it. He won't use the D word. Um, Good. So unemployment uh, ticked downwards uh, to 13.3%. So, um, so does that mean the V shaped recovery is done? V for victory? Mm, um, I would, now, as positive as I like to be, I'm not so sure about that. Um, well, we'll see. Um, you know, you know, it's it's good news. You know, we've been talking about you know the opening of. It just seems like things changed after holiday weekend, didn't it, Carrie? It just seemed like things changed, um, and and I think people are anxious, uh, and I think we do see a little revenge spending going out there, Carrie, don't we? You know. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right, Carrie. What do you we we were talking? What do you want to talk about? Um, other than the well, everything else going on, something well, positive. Well, where's my stimulus check, Carrie? Let's talk about that. So we still have clients who are asking us, "Where's my stimulus check?" Now, if you got yours, great, but apparently not everyone has got them yet. Um, so, should you be worried? Um, well, this is out of you know one BNA tax reporter. Okay, some people expecting paper stimulus checks may have to wait months before seeing the payment in their mailbox. IRS is sending paper checks to individuals who qualify for the economic impact payment but didn't get it directly deposited into their bank accounts. Some checks have already been mailed out to taxpayers. For the rest, the service will send out approximately five million checks per week. We understand that people with lower adjusted gross income, say 10000 or less, will get theirs first, and that mailings each week thereafter will be scheduled in ascending AGI order. Okay, so people with higher AGIs will have to wait longer. All right, um, so that could be, you know, one reason. Um, now, you, now, the others, there is some confusion, are you... Do you qualify, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, remember if if you haven't filed tax returns, you know for twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, that's going to be an issue. Mm, maybe that's why you didn't get it. Um, you know, um, also, you know, if you make too much uh, income, if you have if your AGI income is too high, so if you're a single filer, that's you know that the the the, the phase out ends at about ninety nine thousand dollars. So if you made more in twenty. 20- on the 2018 tax return, but you're going to lay less in the 2019 and you haven't filed it because you're waiting till July, but you might qualify for it. Right. That will have to be resolved when right. you file your 2020 tax return. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be waiting a bit for your stimulus check. Um, now, but they don't think of the reverse, Carrie. If, if let's say you filed 2019 and you qualified for mm-hmm. the full stimulus check, right. and then 2020 actually shows that you, you mean shouldn't the 2019 have. Return. Yeah, let me just say. It. So right. let's say I, I'm just changing it up. Let's say okay. you got. Let's say you did get your 2019 tax return filed. Be- okay, and and you got your stimulus check right, because of that. Okay, but it actually in 2020 be, your income is going to be so high that you shouldn't have gotten it. Okay. They're okay. not going to retro. Right. That's what we, you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Or we we don't think you have to. They're going to claw it back. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, that'd be hard to, I would think. That's why some people rush to get the 2019 tax return file. Um, <laughs> now, um, head of households, that phase out's about 146,500, uh, married filing jointly. Uh, uh, you know, it's about 198,000. Okay. Um, now IRS does have a tracking tool that you, you know, you may want to be able to check out if you're, if you're looking for your stimulus check because you think you do qualify. Right. Okay. Um, 
And then we've had some clients who have tried that, Carrie, and they're getting this message back. It's kind of like need more information or unable to determine the status of your stimulus check. So there's something going on there. Okay. Right? Um, you know, um, but get my payment tool that may be able to help you out and see. Um, so did you accidentally throw your stimulus check away? Ooh, that would be bad. Okay. Um, because for some reason, and we don't really know why, at least I don't understand why, for some reason, the government tested that maybe instead of sending the check, you know, you know, that wonderful multicolored check we get with the Statue of Liberty on it, mm-hmm. like the refund check, it, instead of sending that out in the mail, someone came up with a bright idea. Why don't we just send out a Visa debit card? Right. I've heard about that. Because they said maybe that's quicker or maybe that's easier than, than, than the check. Well, a lot of people, you know, thought that they were looking for that Statue of Liberty check. So when they didn't, they thought that the visa was just a, a scam. OK. And they threw it right out. OK. Um, so you don't want to do that. Right. Um, now, again, I think that's I don't know how how that test program is going to continue. Um so, you know, and, and there are also other scams out there. Okay, okay. so the, the, the scam um, people that file the scams or try to, you know, you know throw them off, they're saying, yeah, that, that, that uh, you know, there's a bunch of suspicious, suspicious domains around stimulus checks. Um, you know, and these phony sites purport to help people get hold of the funding they're owed by the federal government and individuals may unwilling plug in their personal details. So, again, be careful with that. You know, I don't know if the, if, if, if you haven't gotten a stimulus check and you know you should be getting one and you get a mysterious phishing email saying we can help you get it. Beware. Okay. Don't start putting in your credit card. Numbers. Don't. Have, yeah. No. All right. Um. Now, or, you know, you could also have a situation where, um, did you see this article? My husband refuses to give me my stimulus check. What? Did you see this? Oh, uh, yeah. My husband refuses to give me my stimulus check from his savings account. We file taxes jointly, but I'm not listed on the checking account. I have a checking account, and he has his own checking account. He says that I don't deserve it because I didn't earn it. I know a phone call she can make What is my best call of action? Attorney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yikes. Um, so the Office of Women's Health uh, uh, you know, and Human Services said, we call that financial abuse. Yeah. Um, happens when an abuser takes control of finances to prevent the other person from leaving and to maintain power in a relationship. An abuser may take control of all the money, withhold it, and conceal financial information from the victim. Um, hmm. So is that a problem? Hmm. It wasn't a problem to this individual who responded to that article, Carrie. Okay. Okay. Um, and he said, well, what's wrong with not giving my wife her stimulus money? What? All right. Um, it, you know, because his point was, you know, if, if he's the only one who's working and has to pay all the bills in the house... Why should he give her half of the stimulus because money? Because the stimulus money. He's came, the one who needs help, not her. Came in her name, correct? It came in the joint name. Um, he says, I can't believe the sick selfishness of you people where men are concerned. I'm in the same situation. Of course, I'm a generous man. Uh, she'll get a couple hundred bucks to go shopping, and that's it. Mm-hmm. As I pay 100% of everything in the household, I will never give my wife $1,200 to blow her stimulus check in the store while I'm struggling to make ends meet. But you know what? That's a conversation you need to have as a couple. Because I know people who, because of that issue, they're married and they keep everything separate. Checking, bills. Yeah, the separate coffee cans. Yeah, they split things down the middle of expenses. Mm. Mm. Although, let me tell you, I understand the point that that's her money. But from the flip side, if I was the one, well, my husband and I both work, but um, obviously. But if I was the sole one working and my husband, I would have, I'm saying I see both sides. It's her money. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's joint money, Carrie. You, there's <laughs> right, no, but he has, th- this if is, the money there's came no gray her, area right. here. Yeah, it's... Uh, now, but he, right, which means he doesn't have the right to keep it from her. But I also right. see his point, like, uh, I think that's... I think those people Well, have, like you said, I think, they, I think they need a little discussion about, I was going to say, you know, they have bigger issues. I need they, they get on the <laughs> same page with the discretionary spending. Not that that's ever come up before in a marriage relationship. 
Um, we didn't need a pandemic to, 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 mm, to, yeah. to highlight that. So, um, again, so we'll see. Um, so if you haven't gotten your stimulus check, make sure your husband isn't, you know, uh, you know, hiding it from you. Right. Um, but but the other thing is, I don't know if you need to be pushing the panic button yet. Um, but the final resolution is by the time you file your 2020 tax return, mm-hmm. um, which is a long time from now, if by then you have determined that you deserve it and you haven't gotten it yet, then there should be some relief when you file your 2020 tax right. return. Right. But regardless, if you have issues where you're not on the same page with money or couples often aren't all on the same page on when everyone should retire, those are things that we can help people with and financial modeling and number crunching to say, you know what, maybe he's worried about spending it, but maybe she can really afford to and they're still going to be okay. Um, or not, maybe there's different things they can do to work out on what's important to them. And that's what we do. We help people working, saying, based on that target retirement date, or what's a realistic retirement date based on the spending I'd like to do. And sometimes the spending is, you know, cutting back discretionary spending. For some people, it'll be worth it to work longer. Other people, it won't. They're okay with cutting discretionary. Um, We can play those what-if variables, or maybe I want to run a plan because I'm still worried about the market and economic uncertainty that I want to run the plan at a very conservative growth rate and then have your assets match up because we've had people who lost a lot of money in 2008 that parked money and they're okay if their plan's running at a 2% growth rate, which is under inflation, and they're never running out of money, then they're fine with that. I'm going to talk about a 2% growth rate, Karen, right, so I'm but glad I'm you mentioned saying, that. Go ahead. I'm just saying if it's whatever variable you want to do and or people in retirement, it's using these opportunities. You know, Remember, these tax rates that we have right now are only going to last through 2025. After that, they're going back to the old higher rate. So, Carrie, where's your where's your positive? Where, the government's no going to extend those lower individual yeah, tax how are, rates. How are they going to pay for everything? By the way, there's just no way. See, uh, as much as I'm an optimist, then sometimes you know, then there's the reality piece um, that I, I think has to come into play. But it's you want to take advantage of these opportunities that we have today, and you can call the estate planning team. We offer a free consultation by phone or in person. Remember, we've been around 35, more than 35 years helping people solve problems, save money, get clarity, um, and through objective, unbiased analysis. And um, you can take advantage of that. You can call us at 440-239-2090. You can email us um, through the website at financialfoodforthought.com. On the website, we have our podcast on previous shows. There's calculators. You can sign up for the newsletters. I don't know. We're still working out details on classes. I'm hoping, depending on how everything shakes out, by the end of summer, definitely by fall. I'm hoping there is September. No oh, there's always a summer, Mark. Come on. They said, what is that? I'm sure the pool industry, they said pool sales, um, above ground and in ground pool sales are through the roof. I bet. So um, call, take advantage of a consultation again by phone or in person. The website does have incentives. If you come in by a certain time frame, that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Yeah. So some of the pools, you know, some of the municipal pools are going to be opening, but they're going to have weird rules. Oh, maybe. We'll yeah. I think later. my parents, yeah, had, well, I know you said they have like, you have to sign up for time slots yeah, and you can only stay a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, yeah. You can't, you know, no concessions, no, um, no lounges or anything. You, know, you could bring maybe your own chair, but you got to take it with you, so you won't you won't be able to do that. But, you know, oh, it, I mean, just I think we should just all just close every you know, no, close no, everything no, down and just right off twenty twenty. Um, interest rates, you know, so okay, so we have some disconnects going on. Not disconnects, I guess maybe uh, you know, mixed signals, right? So, is this the V shaped recovery that? you know, President Trump has been saying is going to happen all the time. Is this just a, uh, uh, you know, is, is just as part of this, you know, the, 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 the trillions that have already been dropped in our laps by the government, you know, and all the support now, but a couple of things too. remember, we're kind of waiting to see if there is a cares act too, right? We're kind of in an intermission period here. Right. And, I don't think Congress is going to come back till the summer's over, Carrie, and by that means, you know, July 5th or after. So I think, you know, the Democrats 
you know, you know, we saw the Heroes Act in the House. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted three trillion. Um, it didn't go <laughs> How do you too even far. Get your head around it. It didn't go too far in the Senate. Um, but you know, I think this. You know, McConnell countered at a trillion. Um, so you know, maybe we're somewhere in the middle. But what the you know what the White House has been saying too is that let's wait and see how this initial trillions of dollars works because it takes a while to work that into the economy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people saying, yeah, it is working and we don't need another stimulus package. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, no, what it's it, this is a this is a fluke jobs report because, it, it, you know, it, it wasn't new jobs created. It was a lot of people going back to work because of the PP plan. Right. In mm-hmm. other words, that PPP plan, you know, that got, you know, they, they had to bring the people back if they wanted the money, the grant, you know, from the government. So uh, the furloughed employees were just going back to work and, you know, we'll, and we'll see. It's, it's like, can we just get back to where we were, right, Gary? Can mm-hmm. we get back to the future, right? Um, so we'll see if, um, you know, but that's because that and, – and another thing, that, that additional – because the, the $600 a week unemployment, right, the federal government was giving unemployed workers on top of their state unemployment weekly check, right? Um, the, you know, that supposedly runs out at the end of July, Okay. Um, and a lot of people are saying, is that going to be extended? Um, well, it's you got to vote. That's got to be, you know, approved by Congress if that is going to be extended. And, you know, that will that be part of the CARES Act, too? So um, but in the meantime, you know, we do have low interest rates. That's good if you're you know getting a mortgage. Right. Or looking to refinance. Oh, absolutely. It's not so good if you are, uh, you know, banking on a high rate of return and you don't want to take a lot of risk in the stock market. And that's a lot of people. We've had calls where people had CDs maturing and the renewal rate is tough. Yeah. So, you know, can you now that's that's that was your point, Carrie, right? Does your financial plan work? Does you, can you model it out? This says even if you've got a whopping two percent rate of return, let's say for the next 10 years. Would you be okay? Um, or would you not? Or, you know, better yet, when we really work with our clients, it, you know, it, we kind of turn it upside down. We don't start by saying, okay, um, you know, we, you know, let's start with a 6% rate of return, you know, assumption. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we start and say, well, why don't we calculate what rate of return you need to be okay? Mm-hmm. Would that be a better way to do it? Because that's what we can do. We can we can we can tell the robot this is how much spending we're planning on doing. This is how I envision my retirement lifestyle to be. Now, that's if you've never done that before, it's we're not talking about just taking the 80% rule and just saying, "Oh, well, you're spending in retirement, it's going to be 80% of what you were spending while you were working." We don't we don't we're not firm believers in the 80% rule. Um, you no, know, because maybe you want to spend more. Maybe you have to spend more for health care. And frankly, maybe how many people didn't have time to spend because they were working so hard saving that maybe they want to spend it on more discretionary. Right. So, you know, you're back to saying, OK, so how could I, you know, look at that? You know, and and so let's have the robot calculate what rate of return I need to be OK. Um, so now you have a, a starting point. So now that's where you can sit down with your investment advisor and say, okay, if, if I'm if if the robot's saying I need about this percentage rate of return, now by the way, Carrie, if that's eight percent, right, you're gonna have a lot of sleepless nights in retirement because you're it, sure it, not gonna have peace of mind. Yeah. Now, if that's two percent, you may be feeling a little bit easier retiring next year if mm-hmm. that was your plan. Um, but, but the idea is saying, okay, now, but you're going now, now it's time to meet with your investment advisor and say, okay, I need, you know, the, the robot saying I need about a 5% rate of return, let's say. All right. So how much risk, Mr. Investment Advisor, do I need to take on that you're confident, you know, for, for in most years or average at over a 10 year average period, I'm going to be coming back to about 5%. Can I do that with a 50, 50 portfolio? Do I need to go 60-40? Do I need to go 70-30? Can I do it with a 40-60? 
All right, so you know that's maybe a better discussion. I like that approach more, quite frankly, than the other approach. Sometimes with the investment advisors, and they, and it's all based on a a, a, a twenty question risk allocation factor. Okay. You know, how would you feel if the stock market declined twenty five percent in a six month period? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, those are fine, right? Um, if you want, you know, because you know, every single investment advisor is going to have you fill one of those out when you're filling out the application. Um, you know, and you'll have to get through that. But I, I don't know if 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 a, a lot of our clients carry pay any attention to that. What they what what we found is more beneficial to them is when they can you know when they have built a financial model that they understand how it got built because they're the ones who put the assumptions together and now they can see the interplay between inflation on mandatory living expenses like you say building in an adequate budget for health insurance premiums and frankly most of our clients do use a higher inflation rate for health care we right. use default is five percent and then how much discretionary spending can now happen, right? Um, but back to the, you know, what, how, you know, what do I need? How much risk do I need to get a four or five percent in the next ten years? All right, um, because the interest rates are very low, so that means your fixed side isn't going to be doing what your fixed side did thirty, twenty, ten years ago. Mm. All right, because interest rates are so low, and on the stock side. Well, that's where the it's still up in the air. Um, is this V-shaped recovery? Are we going to be back to the future real soon, or are we going to have a global D, a global depression um, that's going to, you know, you know, uh, you know, leak into the U.S. and you know, you know, you know, and dampen you know GDP growth globally? And how can how well can stocks do in a in a two percent global GDP world? Right. Um, Again, a lot of the companies uh, are are slashing dividends, you know, because they're trying to save cash. Um, a lot of companies won't be buying back their stock. You know, if any U.S. companies borrow money from the U.S. government and to get through this recession, you know, they're they're gonna they're not gonna just be able to use that money to buy back their own stock to prop up their stock price. Um, it's gonna be you know, and, and we know a lot of companies. You know, this is a, we've had the most bankruptcy filings in a couple of companies, you know, in a long, long time. Um, but a lot of companies will flourish in this environment, mm-hmm. uh, including, Pools. by the way, Amazon. Right. So, so let's look at Amazon. Right. Okay. So they floated some bonds this week here. You okay. see what they, you know, no. th- they raised ten billion dollars. Now you can ask me what what does Amazon need with another ten billion? Hmm. And it doesn't matter because it's free money to them. Right. So if you can get it, should you get it? Why not? You know, Jeff Bezos is kind of a smart guy, right? right? right. You know, and they have a zero cost of capital. It's incredible, right? Um, the rich get richer, Carrie. Um, all right. So they floated ten billion. They had no problem getting rid of them, Carrie. Right? You know, um, they work with all the, you know, the, all the the big banks, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, you know, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup. You know, they mm-hmm. they, they got those bonds to ten billion. Yeah, no problem. Amazing. You want ten billion? Sure, we'll get it to you. Okay, so what do you think if you bought a three-year carry, Amazon bond? Okay. What do you think you're going to yield on that? Five percent, six percent. Well, it's it's point four carry. It's not four, four right. zero. It's point I mean, four. Point four. Yeah, point four, not four percent. What? Point four. Who bought that? Everyone. That's. But why? Yeah. Um, now let's say point four. Point four, not four percent. Point four. Okay. Um, I mean, I even think my bank savings account is paying that. It might not be for long. <laughs> um, maybe they think that Amazon's a safer bet than your than, than your FDIC bank. bank. Um, oh, but, what? Let, but but you know, but well, let's go, let's go. But, but you know, of course, we're going to use Bill Benjamin's you know four percent rule, and we're going to go out thirty years right in our retirement plan, right? Because we're going to spend the last on the last day. So what if, if you bought a 30-year Amazon bond? Okay, now you're going to see a much better yield, Carrie. So what do you think their 30-year bond went for? 2%. Very good, Carrie. You're getting this. Is it? Two and a half. Oh, my. That's pitiful because what if I, I'm assuming in this 10-year period, eventually rates will come back. 
Um, not a, well, you know, yeah, you'll see. Um, so Amazon even did better. Remember, I, remember, I did the Apple ones a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, right? So Apple, they did Amazon did better than Apple. Huh. Uh, for the thirty year, Apple had to pay two point six five percent. Um, anyway, so you, you can see what's happening there. So how does it, what does this mean to your sixty forty portfolio, right? Um, because actually, you know, if you looked at um, what a sixty forty portfolio has done, and that's a very popular allocation. We mean right. if you put sixty percent of your nest egg in growth or risk positions, and forty percent in fixed or less risk positions. Right now, that fix the risk depends. If it's cash in the bank, it's very safe. Right. If it's in, you know, uh, uh, airplane bonds, you know, air, uh, airline bonds, it might not be as safe, right? Okay. Um, muni bonds, if it's a taxable account, okay, how safe are those? Um, U.S. Treasuries, pretty safe, right? So so there is some uh, variation when you just say fixed. Um, you, you know, so you, you can, you know, that's why you have to kind of do your own numbers, right? Um, and what you mean by fixed. But if you use as a benchmark, let's say the U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, which is a lot of times used as a benchmark for the fixed side of your allocation. Let's use the S&P 500 Index for the growth side. Mm-hmm. Just simple here for the radio. Okay, how is that done? And it's done very, very well. You know, that's why it's such a popular allocation, even going into retirement. All right. Um, now, if you look at the 15-year period, carry ending in 2019, all right. Um, you know, the the benchmark annualized return. Now, remember, 2005 to 2019 has the 2008 Great Recession in it. Right. Okay. But it also has the great 2019 tax year in it, too. A tax year, re, re, uh, market year, okay. you know, double digit returns. So how has the 60-40 allocation using the S&P 500 index and the U.S. aggregate bond index annualized over t- 15 years, about 6.6%. Okay, where the stock was doing about 8.21% annualized, the bond index doing about 4.18%. So that's typically what you would say, okay, Mark, that's kind of what I expect. I expect to get, you know, seven, you know, 8% on my stock side and 4% on my fixed side. There I'm going to get six and six and a half percent, you know. And so if I tell the robots run it at six, I'm golden. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you start ratcheting down? See, if you're if you're at home and saying, "Well, I'm modeling in," uh, you know, now we're talking about your plan R, Carrie, right? So maybe you base your plan A and assuming a six percent rate of return on your sixty forty portfolio. Um, but what happens if you say, "Just for fun, I want to build a plan R," and what happens if I don't get that? Okay. So what if you could only get? And here, here's where you can, you know, you got to remember this because I, you can kind of think of the, how funny numbers find a way. So 60-40. Okay. So over the last 15 years, that did 6.4% analyzed. Got it, Carrie? Hmm, yeah. 60-40, yeah, 6.4. Okay. Now, what happens if you ratchet that down a percentage point on both the growth side and the fixed side? So you assume 7% on the growth side and 3% on the fixed side. Okay. Okay, that's going to be 5.4%. Okay. One percentage lower than the 6.4. Right? Okay. Um, so if you're getting 8 and 4, you'd get 6.4. If you're using 7 and 3, it's 5.4. If you want to assume 6% and 2%, there's our 2% on the fixed right. side, it'd be 4.4. Okay. And if you want to get really pessimistic and go 5% and 1%, it would be 3.4. Okay. So, um, so that's an easy way to remember that, right? Um, you know, and so if you were running your plan based on a six point four percent rate of return, and you're saying, well, mm, maybe it's really only six percent on the stock side and two percent on the growth side, you might want to ratchet it down two full percentage points. Mm-hmm. Do you think that makes a difference over thirty years in retirement? It period? makes a huge. It difference. It makes a huge difference. Now you can get much more fancy than this and and we do with our clients but you could say well it's going to be that way for maybe 3 years okay then we're going to be better or for you see this is what we can do today because the software has gotten so much more sophisticated see in the olden days olden days all right <laughs> your parents didn't have you know 
robots that could run these numbers instantaneously. That's why you had the rule of thumbs, like 80%. It was just easier to say 80% of your income. Right. So, and, 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 and all we're trying to determine is if you do build that plan R, you know, for recession, let's say, and you do ratchet down and say, you know, I'm not going to change my risk allocation. I'm still going to be 60-40, but perhaps you're still a little bit uh, aggressive if you think that's going to do 6 to 7% when in reality, what if it only does 4 to 5%? Does that matter? Does, is that going to uh, put a financial uh, detriment to your plan? Some people it will. And some, some people, people it, won't. it won't. But do you know? And and here's the other thing. Um, you sometimes this works the other way too. If you if 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 you let's say you let's say you have been getting six percent. Um, let's say you were aggressive because you were still working, right? And you said, hey, I you know I I have time, you know I I can you know. So say so at some point you you shift phases, right? You're no longer in the accumulation phase. You want to get to the distribution phase. Right. And and it's no longer about making your nest egg bigger. Mm-hmm. It's about not having it run out if you ever want to spend it. OK, now you could follow the old rule and says never spend your principal. But I don't know how much fun you're going to have in retirement if you stick to that rule. And we have had people over the years that come in at 80 and saying, boy, if I would have known. I would have spent more or I would have done things differently. I would have retired a year earlier. I would have traveled more. I would have helped my kids out. I would have bought better health care. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah, so it, it's, it's it, you know, it, it's that, it, that's the power of modeling out different scenarios. So, you know, the, so you get to the point where you're saying, um, okay, I've got now, I understand what my retirement model looks like if I assume a 4% rate of return or a 5% rate of return or a 6% rate of return. Or the other way I was saying is, let's say you were in a very aggressive where you're, you know, we had been getting six or 7% rate of returns. Now, again, I, I, the greed factor kicks in here, Carrie. It's awfully nice when you see those double digit returns. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you know, the cocktail parties, you know, discussions, right? Um, now, but it's not so fun when you, uh, have a 50% stock market loss in the first year of your retirement, if you're still 80, you know, percent in the stock market. All right. Um, sequence of returns. We learned that right in the last decade. So, so the, the idea is, let's say you were very aggressive and, but, and you thought you needed that much rate of return to be okay to afford to go to Hawaii. Is mm-hmm. Hawaii open right now, Carrie? I I don't know. I don't know. I didn't either. even look. It wasn't even on my um, to do. Okay. So <laughs> I know the Alaskan cruises have been shut down because that's the other big bucket list in retirement. Yeah. I know they're not open. Um, and um, But I'm not sure about Hawaii. Anyways, uh, what was I talking about, Carrie? Oh, You're the, talking the, about sequence of returns. Yeah. And, 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 and so what, what we want the robot to say, okay, we've now put a price tag on what we envision our retirement lifestyle to cost. And, and that's not easy to do if you've never done it before, but you can get through it. You know, we've helped families for, you know, decades get through that. Um, so, you know, it, it's that idea of saying, okay, how, now, but now we test the robot. By the way, if my plan is working at a 7% rate of return or a 6% rate of return, and I'm not running out of money by the time I'm 95 years old, well, could I... Could I take risk off the table? Would a 4% get me there? See, now you're getting in a power say, you know, maybe now I'm in a better position to say how much risk I should be taking on than just what that, you know, th- you know, 10 question risk allocation questionnaire you filled out with your investment Right, advisor. really targeting and it makes a big difference on peace of mind and the hit you may take later or your financial plans and those are things that's a great example of things that we look at the estate planning team and we help people who are working and want to start planning things out and for people who are already in retirement and remember there are plenty of opportunities we offer a free consultation by phone or in person um, and we're scheduling through the end of summer and if you'd like to look at these issues see if we can help and what value and benefit we may be able to provide you or what opportunities you may have with the new cares act you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 that's 440 
239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Now, Carrie, one of the things, if you want to go back and listen to podcasts, we've been talking about, you know, if you didn't plan for this recession, what's the plan now? And um, we, we, we've been talking about annuities, right? Mm-hmm. Fixed annuities, right? Specifically. And there's a lot of confusion still about are fixed annuities good or bad? Carrie, what do we always say? There's no such thing as good or bad in yeah. any investment vehicle or any financial pro- product or tool. It's how you use it. Right. But there's still a lot of confusion. So some of the things you heard about fixed annuities is that um, the double-digit return potential. And that, yeah, there is, but it may be a little bit misleading on when that happens or how often that can happen in a volatile market. Because, you know, once sometimes carry what we call that, that's a, what sometimes carry, it's called a monthly cap index. Right. right. In other words, let's say it's based on the S&P 500, but it's a monthly cap. In other words, it looks at the 12 months in your fiscal period. Mm-hmm. And that's on a daily basis. So if you bought the thing on right. June 6th, it goes from June 6th to June 6th. You know, it's not on a calendar year, right? Um, it's not on the beginning of June year. It's it, it, June month. It's on the day. It's the 365 days, right. you know. Um, so that's why you can't just, it's hard to compare and say, well, you know, because the market can move a lot in any one day when you add up 365 days in a row. Um, so, you know, so it, I, I was reviewing one of our clients who had one of these things and it, he got and he and, and, and he was kind of keeping track in the paper of what the S&P 500 was doing. And he said, I'm th- and I was surprised because you know, he said when he got his annual statement, he realized he didn't get any return on his monthly cap. OK. And, you know, and, and the reason why is because the way the company, the life insurance company calculated it. So, so on a monthly cap, let's say, you know, what they say is um, the most you can earn in any one month is 1.75%. That's the cap. Right. So, obviously, if the market went straight up like the Falcon 9, mm-hmm. you know, you know um, over 12 months, if, you, if the market went straight up more than that every month. It didn't matter. That's a 21% cap. Right. You could get up to 20%. Oh, okay. It's yeah, possible. It's per- right. Is that going to happen a whole lot? Mm, probably not. Did that happen in a recent rolling 12 months? Um, so he his anniversary was from June through May. Okay, June of 2019 through May of 2020. So I'm going to give you on his date of the contract what the returns were. Okay, so the first month, 6.89% increase in the S&P. So what okay. does he get, Carrie? 1.75. Right. He doesn't get 6.89. He gets 1.75, the cap. Second month, S&P did 1.31. So what do they add to his? 1.31. Because he, he it was he, it's still under his 1.75 cap. Right. Okay. So how he's doing so far? He's got a 3% return already in the right. first two months. It's looking pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Better than a CD, right? In the third month, the S&P lost 1.81%. So what happens to his? Nothing. He has to eat that 1.81%. Right. Okay. okay. So that so he eats the whole loss. So now his 3% is down to 1.25%. Okay. Okay. Now the next month, the S&P did 1.72%. So what does he get for that month? 1.72. He just almost capped out, right? The next month, the S&P did 2.04%. Still gets 1.75. He gets a 1.75. His cumulative year to date right now is 4.72. But the year is about half. He's he's feeling pretty good right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The next month, uh, the S&P did 3.4%. Still gets the 1.75. 1.75. The next month, the S&P does 3.72%. Okay, that's another 1.75. Now his cumulative year to date is 8.22. The year's almost done. Are okay. we feeling good? Very 8. good. 8.22 on a fixed annuity? Wow. Okay. The next month, the S&P lost a point. So he... He's down he, to 7. Oh, still yeah. 7.22? Yeah. You know, and this doesn't happen often. But the next <laughs> month, the S&P is down 8.41%. Oh. So now he's negative again mm-hmm. at 1.18%. Well, then the next month, the S&P is down. Mm, this is March of 2020. 
Okay. What do you think the S and P did? Way down. Down twelve and a half percent. How's Ouch. he feeling now? Not very good. Okay. Um, now, but the next month we had the V shaped recovery. The next right. month the S and P was up twelve point six point eight percent. Yeah, but I still only get the one point seven five. Bingo. So he's still down twelve percent. He finished off in his 12th month of his fiscal year with a 4.5% increase in the S&P. He got his 1.75. So if you just look at what the S&P did over that rolling 12-month right. period, it's up 12.6%. Double wow. digit. Okay. Is he up double digits? No way. Nope. He's down 10.2%. So what does he get that year? Nothing. Does he lose anything, though? Not in a fixed equity index. No. But the point is... That's, you know, so that's sometimes disappointing. If if you get involved in, in a fixed equity index annuity and you're somewhat confused by all the options that the contract is offering for you, annual point to point, monthly cap, monthly average, um, participation rates. Um, this is what I, I, this is the problem, right? Um, because uh, what we see is clients who come into us, they have some of these things or they're thinking about getting these things and they, and they, they get, they get, they get caught up in the sizzle, but they really don't understand what really happens or it's hard to get them to understand. Well, yeah, it, they're not lying when they say there's a double digit Potential. potential return and but just because you see the stock market going up double digits that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get now that's just one that's right. just called and that's the monthly what, cap and you there don't other you want to well. put in a contract multiple strategies too rarely do you want to put it you know all your eggs in one strategy even in one contract um, but those are things that we look at for our clients and we've been around a long time and we've helped people with these issues. Um, and if you want help and want to take advantage of a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation, which we can do either by phone or in person, give us a call, leave a message. We will get back to you on Monday morning or visit the website. There are some incentives there. You can sign up for newsletters and other helpful information. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. So the thing, though, about the fixed annuity is that, you know, in that particular year, he still could have been fined on some of the other options, like you're saying. Right. You got to kind of spread it he around. He could have put some in the fixed. He could have put in some of right. the annual point-to-point. A lot of them have different participation rates. And he maybe have a guaranteed income rider that regardless of what happens from a income generation later on, he, he, he gets an automatic increase, a phantom increase, you know, with a guaranteed income right. rider. Um, but the point is what I'm making is, so does that make annuities good or bad? No. In a world where you're trying to get your fixed up to maybe back to that two or three percent, sometimes you got to look beyond just things that you. So you don't compare the fixed annuity to your stock side. No, you compare it to your money market account and say, is that a way I can beat a money market rate for the next five to 10 and years? And you don't put all of it into one concept or strategy either. But call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.